walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, cause the Lord is my shield. My Shield is the new single from B. Keith Williams. Hi, I'm Ben Sandifer, and on this Middle Georgia podcast, we'll be hearing from Keith about his career and his previous recordings. But we start with a new song. It's called My Shield, and it's basically about God watching over us and taking And so I took the 23rd Psalm and used that kind of as my chorus, and then I started the verses. I started off with, with Moses and the Red Sea, and the next verse was Daniel and his stuff he had to go through with the lion, lion's den, and then last verse is uh, about David and Goliath and that type of thing. So basically it's just saying that, that God is going to protect us. And whether you consider this gospel or a contemporary Christian, this is Keith's first single in this style. Actually, it is. I, I have one song called uh, Born in the River on my last album, which uh, is, has, has a Christian you know theme to it and everything. But uh, this one is kind of a... It also has, kind of, to me, kind of an old-style uh, bluesy type effect, don't it? Now, if you've seen B. Keith Williams performing around Middle Georgia or on his more recent Facebook shows, you might already be familiar with My Shield. Probably a year ago I wrote it, you know, and uh, we started playing it, I guess, maybe, maybe that length of time ago, just occasionally, every now and then, but we've started doing it on our shows occasionally, our Thursday night uh, um, live stream. Keith's son, Sean, sometimes known professionally as Sean Solo, had a big role in the recording of My Shield. Sean produced it, and uh, he did most of the instruments on it. I played guitar. I did the guitar work and uh, and lead vocals and the vote, you know. And uh, E.G. Kite sang backup with me. I'm a great blues singer, but she uh, came in and did uh, the backup vocals on it. And My Shield is a song that's timely. We just want to get to as many people as possible because to me, the message in it right now is, is so perfect with the times of what we're going through. And it basically says, you know, everything's going to be all right. I don't know who's going to want to play it, but, you know, but I, whoever wants to use it, you know, they're welcome to use it. Hopefully, you know, a lot of people will get to hear it because I do think it has a great message. B. Keith Williams has been a professional musician for 50 years, and he told us how he got started in his hometown, Lakeland, Florida. This was about 1970. Uh, a friend of mine, Alan Powell, we would get together and go water skiing at his house, and then afterwards we'd get tired, so we'd go in and play some music. And then we got a Billy Rivers to come up and do some drums with us, and you know, just jamming around and wasn't taking it serious. And Alan went to see Grand Funk Railroad, and came back and told me about the concert. And I remember the exact moment when he said, I said, that's what I want to do with my life. So I was in college at the time. I, I finished that semester, and I was working at Publix. And I, I quit Publix, gave them notice, and, and started playing music. And that, that's been it. And luckily, things went really smooth because at first we couldn't get anybody to book us. You know, you know. Then finally, we got into this battle of the bands You remember when they were big and all in Lakeland, and um, we, we, we said, you know, we're not going to win it, but at least we can get some exposure to it because all these other bands were established. And as it turned out, we actually did win it. I'm not sure how, but we did win it. And uh, we thought it was a local battle. It actually was for the state of Florida. So we actually represented Florida in the, uh, in the regional. So our next job was at the Jacksonville Coliseum playing against, I don't know, all these other southern states and all. 
and we didn't win that, but at least it. So after that, then we were able to get people to book us. A guy named Tom Barfield, who ended up managing us at the time, and he and Tom went on to do stuff. He worked with uh, with Cameo a lot, you know, the band Cameo, and he uh, also at one time he was uh, doing all the uh, for Martin Luther King all the stuff, you know, when you see videos of him and all that thing. And so then in 1973, we were doing a tour up to uh, heading to Michigan and just playing all the states. And we stopped up in Georgia and Pat Armstrong saw us in Milledgeville. And Pat, you know, at the time, uh, Pat and Alan Walden had been managing Leonard Skinner. And so Pat said, man, I want you guys to move to Macon and I want to manage you. So we said, well, why not? So we moved to Macon and um, he had rented his house on Orange Street. And my very first night in Macon, when I first got here, I kept seeing all these lights going around the house. We moved into the house kind of in the middle of the night. And before the night was over, the police, Macon Police Department <laughs> came and thought we'd broke into the house. So that was my welcoming committee to Macon, Georgia. That band was called Paradise Lost, but that was not Keith's original band. And uh, we went used the name Joe because we felt like, you know, the patients of Joe, we we're going to need a lot of patience to get through this thing. <laughs> Actually, what happened was Paradise Lost and Joe merged uh, two of the guys from Paradise Lost left, and Joe broke up. So the ones in the initial band was um, that I played in was Alan Powell, Keith and Colin Pickles, and Jay Locke. And then uh, the nucleus of the band through the years, for the most part, was Alan Powell and Keith and Colin Pickles. And we had different variations in and out, you know, different musicians come in, in and out. But we we ended up actually getting together the last couple of years, that version, and added the keyboard player, Tony Baldessari. Now, if you've seen B. Keith Williams in the last 38 years or so, you know he's now more of a one-man band. You know, when you got five people trying to divide the money, and I said, well, if I'm going to stay in the music business, i got to figure out a way to earn a better living or I can't keep doing it. So I decided, well, I'm going to go ahead and get some bass pedals and play bass with my feet and get a drum machine and try to see if I can get a band sound. And if I can, I'm going to go to these different clubs and say, look, if I can create the same crowds for you, you know, and make you the same money, I want to make the same money. You know? And so they said, well, well, we'll try it. And so luckily I was able to do that and able to make it, make a decent living, you know, through the years. And, and of course I, you know, I still miss the people playing, but now I'm so lucky. I have so many great friends like you who will come in and, and sit in with me and play with me, have a great time. There's nothing like having all the you know camaraderie of all the musicians and everything. And Keith's solo act has included opening for other artists. Opened for David Allen Coe at the uh, City Auditorium. And then in, in 1983, uh, Greg Almond came back to town. You know, he'd been gone for like five years since the Almond Brothers broke up. I got lucky and got to actually do the show, open his show at the uh, City Auditorium. It was a strange night because uh, what happened was, in the, you know, before I went on the show, I had the uh, the promoter come to me and said, Keith, we're going to have to leave all the lights on. We think there's been a death threat on Greg. It didn't happen, but that, that, that was what they thought. So I think what happened was somebody had left a Bible in his room with a verse, whoever lives by the sword shall die by the sword. But that was not meant as a threat to him. It was just like saying, you know, get your act together, but somehow it was taken that way. So here I am, I'm walking in front of a sold-out crowd, at the, at the, and I would only hadn't been doing the solo thing very long, you know, but uh, 
So I was n- nervous about that, and then all of a sudden they tell me that. So, <laughs> Even as a solo performer, Keith has been very generous with the spotlight, sharing the stage with those of us who want to dust off old playing chops, as well as younger, up-and-coming performers. I've been doing that for years. In fact, there's one girl right now that is, her name is Kaylee Hammock. I mean, she's with Capitol Records. She used to come in to the Shamrock when I'd play and, and was saying, I think Paul Hornsby, you know, was the one that told her dad about me or told her about me, said that Keith will, you know, let, said she'd come in the Shamrock all the time. And the first time she came in there, she had her lyrics on it and she was looking at her lyrics. And I said, Kaylee, you can't entertain people if you're trying to look at your lyrics. So the next time she came back in, she didn't look at any lyrics and was putting on this great show. And I told her dad at the time, I said, look, I said, I have this gut feeling that big things are going to happen for Kaylee. And as it's turned out, okay, she just, um, in the last couple of weeks, she just did a duet with Alan Jackson. And right before that, a month or so, uh, Reba McIntyre did a, did a thing with her, a song with her, actually. So she's doing quite well. I think her album's coming out any day now. And, and then just tons of, of young people that have come in and, Hughes Taylor, he, you see him around town, and he used to come in, and uh, he'd come in, and I'd, I'd teach him one chord. I said, go back, you know, go home and come back next week, I'll teach you another one. And after he learned enough to do a song, he started playing some with me. And Adam Gorman was the same way. You probably know Adam. B. Keith Williams recorded his first solo album, Back to Georgia, in 1986 at New Lake Studios in Macon. A bit of Macon history, that recording studio was in what for years was known as the Peekaboo Building on Riverside Drive, the home of WBML Radio. And your brother-in-law actually played bass on, on, on some of the stuff on there. And uh, and did a great job. I go back and listen, and he, and he was amazing, you know. And um, Ash, Jim Eshelman actually um, did that album for me, engineered it and all. You know, a few people come in, uh, you know, Goose Good Richard came and played some pedal steel, just different musicians. And, and uh, But it was, it was you know, a lot of fun and, and, and got pretty lucky on I actually got some national exposure from a, uh, a magazine. It was called Trucker's News, which was a, na- you know, and uh, sold quite, a, you know, I mean, nothing big time, but quite a few albums in a bunch of different states, you know, you know, from that and all. The hardest part of leaving is the part where you remain. But you know I have to do it, because I got music in my veins. From the hot clubs in Florida to the cold ones up in Maine. Music is my life, but some think it's a game. Take me home, back to Georgia. Take me home by bus or plane. Take me home, back to Georgia. Even though it's just a day, just a day. The title cut is Back to Georgia, and I guess that's probably my most requested song. And I actually wrote that when I was in Paradise Lost, and we used to do it in Paradise Lost. And uh, that was always, we, Paradise Lost, we got pretty lucky and got to do a lot of opening concerts for people like Audio Speedwagon and Ted Nugent, and back when Molly Hatchett and the Outlaws were, were big, you know, people like that. And, uh, and so that was always the one, if we got lucky to get an encore, we'd always come back with Back to Georgia. Either that or we'd end with Back to Georgia. It tells about me being on the road. I, I was. I wrote that I was in Jackson, Mississippi, and I was 
getting homesick. And we had, uh, we were supposed to play at a place called the Town Creek Saloon there. And uh, if what had happened, they had had a flood there, so we didn't have any jobs. So then we, in those days, you know, didn't have a whole lot of money. The bands, you just try to, and so we had to go to our next, so we couldn't come back home. So we had to wait just to go to our next job. And I just started getting, you know, thinking about Georgia. And, and basically, George, back to Georgia tells the story that I love the road and, you know, and I, and I really, but I, I love coming home too, you know. Back then, I was on the road a lot. A song I like, and, and it's probably not my most requested, and I don't even play, and I have never played it live, and it's called uh, Death of a Star. And that kind of inspired me, uh, thinking about all these musicians and all that, all of a sudden they're up there in the highlight, and then all of a sudden you hardly ever hear about them anymore. And they're, they're, you know, I was thinking about how hard that must be to to be up there and then come down. I guess that's one good thing without ever hitting the big time big you don't have as far to fall <laughs> the live gigs continued and increased but keith had more than 10 years between back to georgia and his second album presence there's a song on the album presence which is a song i wrote about my my daughter it basically goes through the through the um the years you know when she's little and you know I, i'd sing lullabies to her and she'd say you know like dad when you get old i'll you know sometime i'll sing those and basically that's what the song takes you know it goes through the stages of life you know i don't know if other people like it but to me that means a lot to me personally sitting by your bedside drifting off to sleep kisses prayers and lullabies need for counting sheep fairy tales and unicorns floating Keith's wife of 33 years, Barbara, has been the inspiration for several of his songs. She's the inspiration for uh, Ain't Nobody Like You. That was on my first album. I was putting it together, and and she'd say, uh, you know, put something really positive in there. So I said, okay, I'll write one. So I, she inspired me to write that one. Bring me my morning coffee 
another of Keith's inspirations came from a challenge to himself. I've got a song called, What Do You Think About That? I decided I wanted to find something as simple as possible. I wanted to find a, a song and write it with one chord through the whole song. It would not change, you know, and, and but yet keep it exciting. And so... Uh, and that's what I did with that one. I, I, and it let, I wanted to let the lyrics tell the story, and it's, and I get a lot of requests for it. A lot of people like it, so I guess it turned out okay. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? What do you think about, what do you think about, what do you think about that? I was born in the backwoods of East Tennessee. Daddy died when I was three, and Mama had raised me. My brothers and my sisters were alone for a while Then mama met another man and took her for his while What do you think about that? What do you think about that? What do you think about? What do you think about? What do you think about that? With a regular weekly gig on Facebook Live, a new single on the market, and hopefully live appearances and more recordings coming soon, B. Keith Williams is not even considering retirement. I've thought so many times of just how grateful I am that I actually have been, this is 50 years I've been playing music professionally. I have never, I haven't had a, a day job in 50 years. And so that makes me feel, in fact, Paul Hornsby, you know, the, the record producer, he, he said, Keith, you know, you're the only musician I know that never had a major album that has been able to make a, a good living playing <laughs> playing music through the years and so I take that as, as a as a compliment and it's probably more fun now than it's ever been I know it sounds crazy but now I think maybe because I don't I don't have the pressure on me as much of having to go out and perform all the time I mean I, at one time I was playing three house gigs I was playing it yesterday's in Macon uh, Tuesday through Saturday and I was playing every Sunday at a place called a Charlie Magruder's in Atlanta, and then on Monday night I was playing Carlos McGee's in Atlanta, and so I was doing that for a while, you know, so, I mean, you're looking at, and plus I was doing, like, sometimes I do afternoon shows and everything, too, so, I mean, that was, go through the motions, it's, it's, you can't really, you know, get into it as much when you're doing that, but now, I, I just, I think I love playing more than ever. I see, though I walk through the valley shadow yeah. I will fear no evil cause Lord is my shield I say yeah though I walk through the valley shadow yeah. I will Once again, the new single is called My Shield by B. Keith Williams. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and most likely anywhere else you download your music. Keith's first three albums are also still available in CD and download form. And there's still a few copies of Back to Georgia on vinyl. You can always contact B. Keith Williams through his Facebook page. 
All the music on this podcast was used by permission, and the podcast was produced by GMS Productions of Macon, Georgia. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. I'm Ben Sandifer. Productions.